The only constant variable is the unexpected. We can't control it. It's only when you look backwards that you see how it was all connected. Let's begin, shall we? That was from Lessons in Chemistry. On this episode of Why Watch That. Why Watch That's on a quest to help you find the movies and TV shows you'll love. Buckle in. In 1951, Elizabeth Zott, played by Brie Larson, is a lab tech at Hastings Laboratories. She has a master's in chemistry from UCLA, but she didn't complete her doctorate, which is part of the reason why she isn't taken seriously. At least, that's what both her male and female counterparts would claim. The other reason is fairly obvious and definitely out of her control. Even still, there's one person who can appreciate her brilliance, hotshot scientist Calvin Evans, played by Lewis Pullman. In life, discoveries usually lead to more questions. But before she and Calvin truly discover each other, their oddball stubbornness and mistaken assumptions lead to a big misunderstanding. All that changes, though, after Calvin realizes what she's capable of, including her ability to use the principles of chemistry to master the art of cooking. Mmm, that's perfect. I like to cook. It's just chemistry. Now, for Elizabeth, inviting someone new into her work and life is a tall task, especially given what's happened to her in the past. But beneath her seemingly frozen exterior, there is a heart. And that heart begins to open up to Calvin and leads to the expansion of their makeshift family, which years later unexpectedly includes their daughter Madeline, played by Alice Halsey. But that happiness is hard-earned, as is evidenced by the resistance of Hastings to her valuable work. Even with the enthusiastic support of Calvin, who not only graced the cover of Scientific American, but also brought a coveted grant to their doorstep, they just can't get past the physical. You're on the verge of a major scientific breakthrough. This institution has a reputation based on the world-class scientists, not the theories of a pretty lab tech. We have rules. You're firing me. But why do they fire her exactly? Why does her boss, Dr. Robert Donati, played by Derek Cecil, want her gone? It may not be obvious at first, but the repercussions send her careening down an unexpected path. I would like to offer you a job as the host of our cooking show. Are you concussed? No. You are poised to become a TV star. But wait a minute. While that moment happens in 1958, years after she and Calvin first locked eyes, it's still the 1950s, and she's still miles away from a person anyone would expect to grace the screens of their TV sets. So why does Walter, a local television producer played by Kevin Sussman, so breathlessly make her that offer? And why does she eventually accept it? I mean, exactly what kind of show could she create, and who is it for? We're live in five, four, three. Welcome, viewers. This is Supper at Six. And with that, her fledgling show offers newfound opportunities and a way to shine a light on those who've been overlooked for so long. But it also comes with a boatload of costs, so she'll have to rely on her support system, a support system she never would have had without Calvin. After all, he connected her to his and eventually her neighbor, Harriet Sloan, played by agent Naomi King, who's a lawyer and mother of two with a husband, played by Paul James, who's an accomplished and pioneering doctor currently fighting in Korea. So Harriet knows a lot more about how the world works than Elizabeth and Calvin put together. They'll need her. Do I need a catchphrase? Don't overthink it. Never understood what that meant. You've got something a 
no one has. A platform. What you say matters. I stand proudly with the overlooked workhorse of the kitchen, women, and baked potatoes. What the f and that reaction from Station Chief Phil, played by Rain Wilson, won't be his last. You see, after focusing on herself for so long, Elizabeth, with the help of Harriet, realizes that there are people who need a lot more help than she does. And that clarion call reminds her of the event that rocked her family when she was a little girl, which leads her to taking up Harriet's cause to save the predominantly Black Sugar Hill neighborhood from intrusive government intervention. After all, it's her neighborhood too, but Phil doesn't care because... Politics don't belong in the kitchen. A man wants his wife to make him a drink after a long day at work. Why do you assume that his day was longer than hers? Why don't you make the drink? Strong words, Elizabeth. But you'll need more than that to survive what's in store for you and the ones you'll grow to love, both for the good and for the bad. You are what I treasure most in this world. Not because you are pretty, not because you are smart, but because you love me and I love you. I can't do it. You think you can't do it and you do it anyway. So, for Elizabeth and Calvin, for Harriet and her husband Charlie, for Father Curtis Wakeley, played by Patrick Walker, for Elizabeth's producer Walter and her nemesis Fran Frask, played by Stephanie Koenig, who's the head secretary at Hastings. For the man in charge of the grant Elizabeth once, played by Bo Bridges, and for everyone else in their orbit, the questions are these. How do they help and hurt each other? How do they repent, if at all? And what has motivated them to be who they are and to change or to merely stay the same? Sometimes their interactions are just as explosive as any chemical reaction Elizabeth knows. Your ability to change everything starts here. Children set the table. Your mother needs a moment to herself. All right, lessons in chemistry. Before we get into this, um, thank you guys for watching. Please remember to like, share, subscribe, comment on this episode. We truly appreciate it. We do. We do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the wild, wild west of the internet. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that. But considering that, it, you know. Yeah. I'm, you know, so far, I think most people are just moving about their lives in positive ways. So with that, that's all I'll say today. Yeah, great. Lessons now, in chemistry. Lessons in chemistry. <laughs> Let's always remind people, producer, that no, you have not seen it. I have. That's how yeah. we work it at Why Watch That, if yes. you're wondering. So we have those two perspectives. The benighted one on my left and the enlightened one. Right here. <laughs> the best of both worlds here at Why Watch. <laughs> but I, <it's> not <laughs> I look at the world with positive light as well. <laughs> oh, look at that. Very good. So tell us about Lessons in Chemistry. Yeah, Lessons where can we find it when? We can find it on Apple TV Plus. Um, it's going to be out Friday the 13th which is um, coming up soon. Uh -oh. um, and it's eight episodes total, and it is a TV show. Yes, and the first, first two, episodes. two episodes are going to be available on the 13th of um, October. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, would I watch this? Of course I'd watch this. There's multiple reasons why i watch this. Oh. Um, first off is grounded in food. I love food. So that's always going to be something that at least... Well, your language is interesting. Did I say it was grounded in food? 
It's grounded in food. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Even if there's chemistry, food, there's something in there that's interesting. It's also nods to science. I love science. So that's a whole other thing. Well, maybe it's grounded in science and it nods to (laughs) gonna, I'm going to receive it the way that feels best in my soul. So I'm not saying. (laughs) Maybe it's grounded in both. Maybe. Let's yeah, see. Go ahead. Keep talking. Um, also, I like the throwback. I love throwback, um, just period pieces, especially period pieces of like the 60s, um, the 70s, and those this different... The 50s. Oh, the 50s. What's up the 70s? You're right. I'm, I'm low farther up. 50s and 60s. Listen, I can't keep track of all this stuff. Um, the 50s and 60s. And... Like, it's, it's interesting to see, you know, people kind of work together and use their platform, which I thought was interesting. I don't I don't know if they would have called it a platform then. Exactly. They would not have. <laughs> but I watched it, I was like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. But, you know, I, I, I In like. The 50s? <laughs> yeah, they may not have called it. Maybe they would have called it your stage. Maybe they said talk to your audience. I don't know exactly what right. they would have said. But yeah. um or maybe you have a mouthpiece. Usual, you know. yeah, yeah, something like that. Platform. Yeah, they will, I don't know. Some yeah. of these writers can't help themselves. I don't know if that's accurate, <laughs> period-wise, but I do like the idea of, you know, at least the story that we saw, the plot summary with like two neighbors, you know, one of them has an opportunity, the other one kind of helping them through and them figuring something out so i would watch it now would i stick with it who knows but i would definitely start it very good now for the review let's see mm-hmm. let's see if you're going to change your mind or not mm-hmm. and if you got the right impression from the plot summary mm-hmm. critics sometimes sneaky with them plot summaries i try to make the plot summary the best representation of the show or movie i can without spoiling it Mm-hmm. Is that an easy task? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but here we are anyway. Um, so yeah, I ain't worried about them. I help them out in the plot summary. How are they helping me out? Um, now with that said, you always have to get me to you know have some sort of tirade. Uh, does that mean? Um <laughs> Let me start with Brie Larson. Why not? As Elizabeth, I like a lot of what Brie is doing. The stiff physicality is really, I think, her entry point into the character. Cool. Early on, especially, though, she has these wide eyes. Mm -hmm. I wasn't quite sold on that, but I do think she finds her groove after the early episodes. Now, it is based on the book of the same name, which I didn't read. I don't care about what's in the book, what's on the screen. Okay, you got to translate the book anyway. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what the character is like on the page of the book. But I do know watching it, I was kind of like, like, is that in the book? That's what I was thinking. Are you doing it because of that? Or do you have a reason for it based on who this person is? Mm -hmm. And again, I think after a couple of episodes, three episodes, you'll just see that. Bree seems to get a little more comfortable with that physicality and what to do with it. Early on, though, I wanted her to add one extra layer. Because, of course, we have the whole cliche with men saying, hey, smile, honey. You know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. 
So what I was thinking, though, producer, is what makes her really smile? When does she really smile? Mm -hmm. Because as an audience member, we need to be in on it with her. Not just the trope of, you know, guys going, hey, smile, honey. Mm. So I, because there were opportunities and every now and then she does let it crack just a bit. Mm -hmm. I wanted a full on smile for her. Mm. Not for Mm -hmm. someone else. Mm -hmm. Because if it's for her, it's for us too. We're with her. So when she first starts cooking, really smile when you go into that oven and you smell the aroma. When she's doing her experiment, really smile when she's alone, able to do that. So that when these dullards come in and say, hey, why don't you smile, sweetie? And she does it, we're there with her. It has more sting. Mm. That was the one thing early on I was like, hmm. Like if I were the director, I'd be like, hey, when does she smile? When is that? Let's make sure we have that in there. So there we go. Um, Now, when it comes to her and Calvin as well, you see that soften a bit as they get to know each other. Um, Because sometimes they, early on when they're discovering each other, one will do something that's unexpected. Mm. And that's an opportunity. I thought that was smart. Um, And we were, I think as an audience member, you'll be a part of their relationship because of those things. Um, Now, another thing okay, she has this cooking show in the 50s, so automatically you think Julia Child. Mm -hmm. She ain't no Julia Child. (laughs) Because early on, like from the beginning, they show you the show, and I was watching it going, why would anybody watch this? Mm. In Mm -hmm. the 50s. Mm. Why? Well, they do get around to it. Mm. But early on, I was not buying it. I was like, hmm, how's this going to work? They work their way around to it. I'll give them that. But I do think that the hook of this show is Elizabeth and Calvin, how they discover each other in the face of their incorrect assumptions, how they use science especially to explain themselves and their work. That is where it's electric. The precision of the scientific language, and then it gets interrupted every now and then by something unscientific. Like in the first episode, uh, Calvin and, and Elizabeth, they're together. He makes her an offer. She responds. Not about the offer. I'm sorry, not about the offer, but about whether he's wearing pajamas. It was a great B change. It tells you something about where they're going, who they are, what the state of their burgeoning relationship is, along with that B change. Because then he's like, oh, it's my running clothes. Because in the 50s, no one just runs to run. Like, that's a whole thing with him as well. But it was great to connect them that way do something unexpected, tell us something useful. That's when the show is at its best. That kind of writing makes the less interesting lines about being held down and back or worse by lesser men, you know, in the advertising producers, the patriarchy, you know, she's taken on. I didn't get that impression watching the show. Why are you selling it that way? I know why. It's not like, you know, we got pitchforks out, let's get the men. <sighs> why? Why? I, mean, I just don't, I didn't. Uh, why are we marketing it that way? Why? And then when you go down that road, and then there's also the racism as well. It was not inspirational. 
in the writing department. I just wish someone would figure out a way to write something more insightful and less expected. You are not adding to what any person would say who has shallow thoughts on these subjects. It's the same old trash. Like, what would you expect? We have some black characters in the 50s. What are we going to get? Some sort of civil rights storyline. Correct. So if you're going to do it, you got to do it well. Does that happen? No. No, which takes us to Harriet. So Harriet has this whole thing, which is, I mentioned in the plot summary, where they're like going to build a highway that goes through their neighborhood. She wants it to stop. Okay. All right. So, you know, she's this lawyer. She's going to lead this group. She wants the help of Calvin and Elizabeth because, of course, that would be helpful to have them on her side. And you have these scenes when, you know, she's before the board and trying to argue it. You know, the whole thing you would expect. Not one time did I go, oh, yeah, this is interesting. I want to be here. In those kinds of moments, that and with the taking down the patriarchy, which is not really happening. It's really when there's some stupid men who say something to her and she corrects them. Okay. I just found myself recoiling from the show. Because I want the space to see what's in front of me and draw my own conclusions. For instance, with Elizabeth and Calvin, in the first episode, he realizes that she's being held back due to her gender. Never occurred to him. Why? You know, he's a scientist. He's like, why would this be something that's even considered? Are you good at it or not? His lack of awareness says everything. Does she have to then say it? That's what I'm talking about. They do not trust or they don't even know what's already on the screen. They can't help themselves. Now, they do break free of it every now and then, but and sometimes even explosively so, but not always. And there weren't any real moments like that for Harriet, because really that's the secondary storyline. Almost every time she popped up, I couldn't determine why. Like, why is she here now? Give us a transition or something. Give her a different visual cue. Do something. It just didn't seem essential or logical. It's more like this is an important storyline. She needs to be on here now. That's how it felt to me. It Moment to moment, it just, it didn't build correctly. And there was nothing special for her. Now, Aja is inviting to watch as Harriet. Great, lovely. I think her story deserves a bit more. Um, even... When it comes to the whole thing about the highway, show the threat. Don't just talk about it. I don't want to be in some makeshift courtroom with this, with this board. Show it. This is television. Then there's more of a hook. Instead of it being, oh, yes, we have to have this storyline. Here it is. And, oh, yes, she will help Elizabeth and Calvin as well. And we do get her husband eventually and the kids and all of that. And it's nice and cute. Even Father Wakely, who I mentioned very briefly at the end of the plot summary. Now, that is more of what I wanted for what they did, didn't do for Harriet. Because he comes in later in the season. And we have this episode, the penultimate episode, actually, between him and Calvin. You'll see how they get there. And I thought their exchange of ideas 
about the intersection or lack thereof of God and science, that was something. It wasn't, oh, you know, here's a black, you know, guy and white dude. And blah, blah, blah. No, we can see that. What are they thinking? What is that telling me about them? That's what I wanted for Harriet. And that is what unfortunately is missing. Nice to watch, pleasant, comfortable most of the time, no spice. So with that said, just know, as you mentioned, producer, and as we talked about, the first two episodes are released. Why? Is that just because? Why not three? You know, there's a reason. And when you get to that second episode, if you make it, the show is really going to ask you a question. Would you like to see what this is going to become? Because when you see what happens, you're going to go, it has to change drastically. I didn't really want it to change, to be honest, getting to the second episode. I thought there was more to explore as it was. But when I went to episode three, kind of like this. Like, okay, what are they about to do? Help me. They did have an interesting way into this new sort of show. They use an unexpected character to reintroduce us to the world. And I thought that was very smart. And that's the thing about this show. One of the major points is they do have uh, have ideas to spare. And some of them are inspired. So it's a it's just a balance issue. When it's not, it's really like, ooh, I know you can do better than this. So with that said, I did finish it. Um, watching it overall, I did want to see where they were going always, even when the development was lacking. And that's saying something. That's not nothing. There are even some of the supporting characters I found interesting. Walter, the producer, I thought he added, uh, added wonderfully understated humor. It really worked. It was welcome starting around halfway through the show. You have Fran who is, I didn't feature in the plot summary, but you'll see. She has a whole journey because it's not just men who are against Elizabeth. You know, she's uh, the head of the secretary's going, well, certain things I need you to do. You know, you need to be in this pageant. <laughs> All the girls are in the pageant. Well, who do you think you are? She And you know, Elizabeth's like, I'm a lab tech, I'm a scientist. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, so there's some there's some moments where you'll go, okay, and they're characters here. They definitely are. They just don't always serve them. So in, in summary, Lessons in Chemistry is bigger when it focuses on its characters and smaller when it attempts to make statements about larger issues. That's what I would say. They should have stuck with the characters and they would have had a dynamite show. Just stick there and you have the points you want to make done and you give us the room to breathe and think for ourselves so a mixed bag here but i think if you are interested by what you saw in the plot summary definitely start it i would say watch the first two episodes see how you feel and then check out the third and then i think if you get there you'll know whether you should finish it or not so there you go with that producer and if you read the book, I don't know. I mean, you read the book. So 
not not you producer i'm talking about in general yeah yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> maybe check it out see i don't know how it compares but there you go so producer i know you're gonna start this absolutely you have to pay attention yes it'll have to be a weekend watch yes mm -hmm. so do that and watch the first two episodes together mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay okay all right, all right. And with that suggestion, we will no longer be together. We are now apart. We'll see you next time, everybody. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. For up-to-date info and to share what's on your watch list, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Why Watch That, and on Twitter at WWT Radio. Also, you can visit us at whywatchthat.com. And while you're at it, don't forget to go ahead and rate Why Watch That Radio on iTunes. Let's keep the conversation going.